My name is Dave. And my name is Craig. And today, we go on a journey. A journey that will hopefully bear cards? Cards? Cards, yeah. Bear cards? arms. The right uh, to bear arms. The right to bear cards? Um, the, right, the right to break hearts. Craig, the answer is in the heart of the cards. Today we are talking about Lost Kingdom, a FromSoft game that was released in 2002 and Dave very quickly bought on his GameCube because Dave had very little to buy and play on the GameCube. Craig! Yes? 2002. You're yeah. done listening to Big Willie style, you're moving on to maybe some Jamiroquai and you're like, hey, I should probably buy Lost Kingdoms. Tell me you did. No, no I didn't. Oh. In 2002, this is still in that period where I had a GameCube, but it was the Party Cube. So it was just a Party Cube. It was WarioWares and kart racing and whatever else we could party down with. Super uh, Monkey Balls. Super Monkey Ball, exactly, yeah. I never I never played this. The reason I, I only held about it because of the whole FromSoft thing where it was like, well, this is the game before Dark Souls. Someone said once. I don't know why I did that accent, Dave. Um, um I, I, that's I embarrassing. No, no, that was quite frankly, it revealed <laughs> much about me. It was like looking uh -huh. in a mirror. Okay, so Lost Kingdom is a game FromSoft was not famous for because it really didn't sell all that much. But this was kind of on their road to Souls. And we're not going to talk a lot about Souls, but if you are a Souls fan there are parallels. You will see, especially the Demon Souls, like in this, it is a fog-enshrouded kingdom that doesn't know what to do with the, the fog, which is the exact same thing with Demon Souls. Like, you can tell this was like them gearing up their story. And, of course, you know, you have uh, some references to, like, Seath and things like that, and the Moonlight Greatsword and all that jazz. Um, as a bit of admin... It is 9 billion degrees where I live. So the window is open, oh, so no. you may hear dogs, postal workers, uh, um, carnival barkers may run by my window. So I'm sorry if you can hear things in the back of my recording. But it is so hot, I'm in my boxers. Craig, are you in your boxers? Uh, no, I'm actually in full regalia today. I have a t-shirt, uh, boxers, and shorts. And socks. Like, I, I could put shoes on and walk out the house right now, which is unusual. Normally I mean, I, I, I could do that too, but I would well, probably look a little weird. Yeah, okay. Okay. Let's just don't. Let's just record instead. Okay, all right. Well, we'll now, are you ready to record? And three, two, <laughs> one. Okay, so, Craig, first off, Lost Kingdoms. Would you, well, no, you take care of next week. I'll take care of this week. Uh, so, Lost Kingdoms is a deck-building game that is not a card game. Like, when you think of a card game, you think of something like Yu-Gi-Oh! or Magic or Pokemon Trading Card. You know, Hearthstone, it's not that. It is a full 3D 
run around and hit enemies kind of card game. So how this works is that you build your deck full of monster cards or magical effect cards and you play as a lady whose name I can't remember now. Uh, Anast- no, not Anastasia. Katia? Katisha? Katia? Katisha? It's Katia. There we go. Oh, wow. Good job, buddy. So you play as Katia and you're running around and when you find enemies, instead of you engaging them in melee, you throw cards that have different effects on the ground. Kind of think of like a summoner or something like that. Which, now, Craig, now that you know me, you can see why I was like, oh, hey, this game is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's got nerd written all over it. It does have nerd written all over it. (laughs) Um, I would say in typical FromSoft style, there is not much to the story. Like, it's kind of bare bones. It is bare bones, but it is a lot more upfront and vocal about its bare bonesness. Like, you get a good bit of text as an introduction, and you get people talking to you, kind of explaining things. To me, it was like a... It was a more explanation-y like from soft experience rather than walking into demon souls or dark souls you really don't get told a lot and no. you, you have to figure out things a lot more by yourself whereas this was a bit more handholdy in the story which which is fine yeah the, like like thing. later games and well even kingsfield they're kind of more about the world this seems very much centered on the characters oh yeah um so i what i was going to reference and i couldn't remember instead of summoner was folklore like uh there are bits of folklore that are kind of like oh this is a logical progression up from something like lost kingdoms so craig let's talk gameplay because i'm gonna tell you what buddy i still like this game yeah i i kind of like it as well it's got it's kind of unique to me and that way where you are either collecting cards with various powers or when you beat an enemy you can turn them into a card and you're managing your deck and when your your deck is de- or when you get into combat and you get your deal out you've just got four buttons for each of the things that you get dealt and it is kind of it's kind of cool like I really liked the way that it could throw out stuff that you just had to deal with on the fly and generally speaking I've never experienced anything quite like this before so it was it was totally fun okay and the, re- um, the rest of it plays like a hack and slashy type thing because when you press your button this ghostly figure appears and does whatever action or power that you're th- like i like that quite a lot oh yeah um um the uh the sword slashy lizard guy mm-hmm. he's a bro my deck was like full of them suckers <laughs> um I, I mean you if hmm well we like to look at this from the perspective of today not at the time. From from what I gathered, this has reviewed well. It just didn't sell well. Like, and they did come out with a sequel, but then it promptly died along with everything else FromSoft did once they went, oh, hey, we have a winning formula here. Um, which looks like it might be changing with Armored Core coming out. So we'll see. But um, in terms of if you wanted to play this today, there are things you will have to be aware of. Like, for example, when you throw down your summons card and you're going to throw down your little plant with a mouth on it, and he's going, ah, la, 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 going, the AI is not wonderful. The AI is brick dumb, I think would be the way to put it. Enemy AI isn't terrible, 
But if you go into this with any kind of video game savvy, you're going to see ways you can just break it over your knee. Um, did that bother you at all? No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm going to be honest here. I had. I just had fun with this. I didn't try and overanalyze it to that level because I thought I was having fun. It's easy enough. Like my first thought booting this up genuinely was, God, I hope I can at least beat the first boss because that's <laughs> where I was coming at this from. <laughs> so it was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> and everything else kind of felt better after that. Uh, so, no, I didn't I didn't have a real problem. You notice, like, things are tubes and it's just the way it is, but I, oh, I didn't think it was... I didn't think any less of it for it. It's more, it's more got a charm to it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, there's also we're also uh, backloading charm too. Where if this was from a, if this was from like say Jalico or something like that, you might not feel the same. But because you know these guys, of like, oh, I really like what you've done later. It, oh, it can, gives them a little bit of grace. At least I do. Um, and yeah, I'm sorry. Like normally, I don't get as like mechanics focused, but I've completed this game like four or five times okay. by this point. So, one so. one touch I really do like, apart from having a mini map, but it doesn't rotate. But the mini map is very looks like a Demon Souls mini map. It's nice and clear. Yes, but you can rotate in the four cardinal directions of the world, and it just snaps around north, <laughs> south, east, and west. <laughs> Sorry about that. There, I just burped. I'll cut it out. <laughs> Craig died and was replaced by a clone. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but, no, it's, right. not, like, it's not really handy in cop well, maybe it's not maybe it is hand in combat, I don't know, but see for exploring like the internal areas and just exploring. I love it. I love being able to just snap around the place. It's it's a really useful thing. Well that's what I want like like oh, since this is not very fast paced, I mean it's sort of fast paced, but it's not you're not playing, you know, Ninja Gaiden. The, it kind of gets around any problems you would normally have with an action game of this year with the camera. Like I can't I can't honestly say if it's just that I'm used to it, but I never really struggle with the camera. Never. I didn't struggle with it. Didn't think. It was almost like it's not just that you can snap around those four directions. It was It was almost like the places were built in such a way where you always had a good angle. Like maybe maybe you can snap around north, south, east and west and everything else, the maps were created at diagonals to that. Yeah, like... Because like Sorry. No, on, on you go. Well, I was going to say, like, the uh, first off, like, this is not a continuous world. This is very much uh, Node. Think like Super Mario World, right? Where you go from Node to Node to Node. Um, all of the areas almost have, like, a tabletop diorama feel yeah, to them. Yeah. And I think I think that, that helps because you're right. Everything feels like it was designed to not get in the way. Yeah. Um. Out of curiosity, I remember when I was younger having a problem with maintaining crystals, right? Like, did you have any problems where you ran into, like, um, summoning problems and maintaining no. your crystal? Okay. No, I didn't have any major problem. I don't know if that comes from just being... I'm not capable, but... I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe it just comes from... I'm a careful Dark Souls person and stamina management and things. Like, maybe it's that has just <laughs> sewn into my body where if there is anything that might expend itself, I'm very careful. 
Well, I mean, let's be fair. Um, young Dave was an idiot. So it, it could have been that, too. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really have much to talk about other than, hey, you sh- you might want to check this out. Mm-hmm. Um, there is... I there is oh, God. No, you go ahead. There is some back end I to this. Was just... Like, it has some legs, unlike Craig after this recording, because I'm going to break them. <laughs> um, it, it's um, like, like you. this isn't just a simple deck builder. You can choose, okay, I'm going to upgrade this card, or I'm going to sacrifice these cards to get th- this card. It, it does have a little bit of back end to it, but it's not maybe what you're used to if you play something like Slay the Spire or Monster Train or some of those other card-based games like how does the level of complexity hit you oh it's not it's not complex at all it's fairly easy and clear you there's not a lot of options you just go into the options and you can select it there's not a lot to it even something like gwent is more difficult to understand what you're trying to play and what you're trying to do i took a very uh, haphazard and random approach because i didn't play it for that long i was just throwing in whatever and just seeing you know, playing with the hand you're dealt. You gotta play with the hand you're dealt. You gotta know when types. to hold them. Yeah. Know when to fold them. Na 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 na. Is that that song? Yeah. Yeah. Kenny okay. Rogers Roasters. Oh, oh no. Don't. Don't. Because I'll start <laughs> laughing. I can't get over it. I can't get over Kenny Rogers Roasters. <laughs> um, all I was going to say before I was rudely interrupted is you had just said it's still fun to play and it's it's okay to play today. And all I was going to say is, if I had looked at, if I had played FromSoft games, as in, I really like Dark Souls and Elden Ring and Bloodborne, and if I had looked at screenshots or a video of this, it's got a very fantasy, but Final Fantasy vibe to it. There's lots of flourishy music, and there's brightness to it. I I might not have played it based on some screenshots if I was looking for, like, the FromSoft feeling, but I think that's invalidated when you actually start getting in and playing it because it's it's competent in what it does, which FromSoft are very good at making competent games. They are, and, and like what what's in? I have two things. First off, do you have your phone near you, Craig? Yeah. Um, if you could Google the FromSoft game Cookies and Cream, uh, okay. you you can see that right before uh, Souls games started coming out, they, they were really leaning into the dark, oppressive atmosphere, as is found in the Adventures of Cookies and Cream. Oh. Yeah, that's you can see you can see where Elden Ring came from. It's, there's almost a direct link <laughs> between the tiny bunnies and cute crocodile. <laughs> wow, I didn't know this was a thing. Not yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a, like like I I think that's in this day and age when everybody is all from soft, all Miyazaki, you know, like they had from soft. Miyazaki did not invent the from soft look and feel. Mm-hmm. And this is is another kind of point of like, oh no, it, this please stop attributing everything good about these games to one man. This is very much a company wide effort. And I think like Lost Kingdoms and Kingsfield, they all kind of show a build up that Miyazaki then helmed. But you know, it's not all him. Like yeah. like when I was younger, I'm, I was very much a oops, sorry. No, on you go. I was very much an auteur theory guy, right? Where it's like, oh, well, Kojima games are made by Kojima and Miyamoto games are made. Like, no, as I get older, it's, no, there's hundreds of people. It's probably a company-wide atmosphere of dark, oppressive work that makes 
from soft games what they are. Sorry. There, is, there, there isn't, like, coming from, like, previously working in a creative industry, you don't have, well, you do have creative directors that do do that, but you have to have a team behind you that share a direction and a feel and a vibe, and it's the smooshing of everything together that makes that, like, it's not one, I've, I've always believed it's not one person that drives it, it's a team thing and there's obvious cases where one man made one game cave story um, yeah cave story for example but certainly with with these big names i never i never buy into it because although they are big names and they are kind of like the not the spearhead what do you call the thing in the front of a pirate ship um the mast face no the 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 mat the, uh, the figurehead the figurehead, yes. They're like the figurehead, the very public figurehead of the company, but absolutely lifted up by a whole team. I mean, so this is just yet again where, you know, Team Craig was obviously a much better, more well-rounded person than Team Dave. <laughs> I see how it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, if you have any uh, FromSoft friends that, you know, just will not shut up about Miyazaki... Punch them in the dick and then throw Lost Kingdoms at their head. I think that's probably the best usage of this GameCube game. Yeah. And up until I played this, I had genuinely thought that FromSoft had Armored Core, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Elden Ring, this, and it's not Kingdom... Is it Kingdom Under Fire? Nope, that's not them. Kingsfield. Okay. Kingsfield, thank you. Are we playing Kingdom Under Fire in a couple of episodes? We are, we are. Thanks for right. spoiling. That's where that came from then. I genuinely thought it was that and that was FromSoft. But see, if you look at the Wikipedia page, there's a mountain of games that shaped what they are today. Wait. Which I, I was just blown away by all of this stuff. Ninja stuff, nin, Ninja Attack. Ninja Blade? Ninja Blade. I'm like, I want to play Ninja Blade by FromSoft. Ninja Soft Blade <laughs> is bonkers. It is, <laughs> it's goofy in a Metal Wolf chaos way. It's wonderful. Okay. Um, but wait until you, because we will hit it eventually, you play their first person, no combat adventure games that take place in space. You're going to flip oh, shit. Uh, yeah, it's me. called Echo Night Beyond. Um, it, it's kind of like a, there's a space station, and now it's deserted. Why? You're an astronaut. Figure it out. Um. Echo Night Beyond. That's going on the list. I, I didn't, I don't really like it because of what kind of game it is, but you can very much see, oh, this is them honing their storytelling. Yeah, the whole Echo Night series is just a kind of adventure games. That's it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, like like you're right. They they are more than just souls. It'd be like if you pigeonholed Capcom into oh they're just the Street Fighter people. It's like no, there there's more. Um. So yeah. So that is Lost Kingdoms. Uh, Craig, we have to answer two questions. Uh huh. Number one: If you like Lost Kingdoms, you should play. Eh. Uh, Dicey Dungeons. Okay. And I say, if you like Lost Kingdoms, you should probably play Folklore. I need to get around to finishing that. Oh, no, not Dicey Dungeons. What's the other dice game? Sorry. The other? There's nine million dice games. There's The no. one that... Well, the, th the, the feel I'm trying to get is you're being dealt cards and you're playing with those cards, but there's a dice game that's exactly that 
where you've got dice, you roll a dice, and whatever dice you rolled is the dice that you play. We did it for the podcast. It's not Dicey Dungeons, that's Terry Kavanagh and the Bombastic. Super Hexagon crew. Nah. Um, it's about a girl, and there's a queen, and there's dice, and she's got a lost companion. Lost in Random? Yeah, lost, go with Lost in Random. Okay, oh, once I get it, because the guy's name was Dicey. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. That, so, right, okay. okay. But do you see what I'm saying? It was kind of like a game where the combat was different because you yes. were dice you rolling. Know what? That's actually a really good pull. It is kind of lost and randomy. Mm-hmm. All right. So Quake wins this one too. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Now uh, the the big question: Does this hold up in 2023? Uh, for me, yes, it does because it kind of looks good. It plays good. It's smooth. Some of the some of the some of the graphics are a bit old GameCube, but whatever. But the combat is unique enough to go, yeah, this absolutely holds up. It's not something that I'm going to go and finish because, as we've said many times, lots of new games, lots and lots yeah. of new games. But absolutely holds up. If for a wee play about and like people might want to be driven through to playing it right the way through. I don't know. I, I think if it was 30 or 40 hours, I might get bored of the combat by then, but... If I remember you know, right, it's about the 15-hour mark. It's not a very okay. long game. Yeah, yeah, um, it holds up. I would I would also say, yes, I, I think it holds up. And this is, like, what, game number four of, like, exclusives to GameCube that eh, they probably hold up. I mean, there's, like, Battalion Wars, there's Eternal Darkness, there's this. Like, GameCube is kind of a, a worthwhile investment if you're looking to buy a retro system for exclusives. I would say. I, I think if I was to buy one, it would be a GameCube. Like, of all the retro systems. It would be PS2. That library is too massive. All right. Now, another thing that you may want to be like Craig on is joining us next week when, Craig, we talk about... Uh, Beyond Good and Evil. But, to be fair, what you also might want to do is give that a skip and move straight on to the next game after that. (laughs) So there's a little bit of a hint to how we feel about the seminal classic Beyond Good and Evil. If you have a game you would like to suggest, then you can do so at nomoresages.com. Otherwise, thank you very much for listening, and may the cards always be in your favor. Craig, say something card-related. No, I can't. That, was, that was a beautiful send-off. Now I feel like I'm ruining... You're no, really poetic. This is this is what we do, Craig. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. In that case, I am going to say uh, 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 this game was my ace up my sleeve. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, I was going to say what was in your hole if the ace was up your sleeve. <laughs> Fuck. And, may you always have an ace in your hole. We ruined it. You ended this episode perfectly. We've just ruined it. And there we go. And... <laughs> <laughs>